Good morning and welcome to the Jeff Gregory Podcast Show. I'm heading into work this morning on a cold Wednesday. It's about 15 degrees out. Um, it's bitter cold, but I don't really mind the cold that much. Um, it takes a lot to really make me cold and not want to do anything. But you know, when it's 15 degrees outside, you got to stand outside for 30 minutes for car duty and things like that. You don't really enjoy it, you know, especially if it's windy like yesterday. It was very windy. You know, we were on a two-hour delay, which I was very thankful for because Metro schools, it takes a lot for them to close or even delay. You know, they said they were going to make the call at, before 5, and it was like after 5 a little bit before they did make the call, and I was kind of glad because I was getting ready to get up and get, get my day started, but I laid back down for about another hour. So that was kind of a little blessing, and then the schedule was shortened a little bit, you know, because we didn't have to be at school till. You know, 9:30. So I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, lots happened since we lasted our podcast. Uh, we, I, lasted my podcast. We had Halloween. Uh, that's a big, you know, a family event for us. We usually do, you know, four or five trick or treating events, whether it's trunk or treat, or we did the trail or treats the last two years, and then go went trick or treating with Robert Nelson and his family. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's one of the holidays I grew up at with my mom and mom and dad that we celebrated. You know, even when we didn't have great Christmases, we always had fun at Halloween. You know, mom would do bonfires and weenie roast, and then she she made these mannequins like straw dummies and sold them to people and put masks on them. And you know, I remember there there would always be a couple extra ones up in the the top of the garage. So you know, as a kid, you're scared to go in there because you see all the scary movies and you're thinking. One of those mannequins is going to come down and get you. But she she always made Halloween fun. You know, we've always had cool costumes and things like that. You know, it was one of my more more memorable uh, family events that we did. Funny story on Halloween. I like to tell people this when we go trick-or-treating with them. is It was getting cold and it was getting dark. Uh, we had trick-or-treated quite a bit that night. Uh, it was me, my mom, and my Aunt Moni. And we were just going around and mom was driving the car and me and Moni would jump out of the car and then you know go up to the houses and trick-or-treat well I guess mom had said something like you know this is our last house it's getting dark we're almost out of gas uh, so we're going to go home you know just something to entice me to be like okay Jeffrey it's time to go well I get to the to the house my five-year-old little voice and I said trick-or-treat and the lady looked at me and I said this is our last house I said mama said we're almost out of gas and we got to go home so she went in to get her candy bowl and she come back out and she handed Aunt Moni money and handed me like her whole bowl of candy like I remember her just dumping it all in my bag and I, I looked at Aunt Moni her face is red like she's just going to smack the crap out of me so that's always been one of my favorite you know Halloween or memories you know, I don't think I was probably five or six years old. I wasn't very old. I remember the event happening, but I remember I wasn't very old. So, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had Veterans Day on Monday. I know I was out of school for that. It was a nice holiday to be out of school for. Uh, I got a lot of veterans in my family, you know, going from, you know, my grandfather. Uh, he was in the military for 42 years. And then Mama's daddy. Carl, we called him Papa. He was in World War II. He was a Morse code operator. And then Uncle Mark and Uncle Billy. And then I've had my cousin Adam and people I played sports with, like Brandon Cook and 
you know, Jimbo wrestling, those guys, you know, they're in the active military and things like that. So, you know, anytime you see a veteran, you know, thank them for their service. It's a selfless job. You know, they're doing this for the for the, their country. They're not doing it for themselves as, you know, promotion or something like that. They're doing this to be a servant, and, you know, there's no higher honor than that. So always thank your veterans, you know, buy them coffee, buy them lunch, pump their gas, pay for their gas. You know, make some kind of random act of kindness and, you know, just tell them how much you really appreciate them. Uh, driving in today in my truck, uh, I drove it in yesterday because it's just so cold and it heats up a lot faster than my little Civic. You know, I like my Civic because the gas mileage, but, you know, the windshield would still be frosted over if I drove it all the way to school This in this kind of weather. So I drove my truck today. This is my second Nissan Titan. Uh, I've had two of them. I love them. I love them more than any kind of vehicle because, you know, at first I always grew up being a Chevy guy. Uh, my first truck was an '84 K5 Blazer, and my second vehicle was a 1994 S10 Blazer four-wheel drive, and I liked it. My K5, I used to leave the roof off, and you know, it was a summer truck. And then when I busted my tailgate window, I had a sheet of plywood cut to put it fit in there to make it work, and and then. Uh, you know, it had a good heat, didn't have any air, it was fun to drive, it lift, lifted wheels and tires on it, and, you know, run over stuff, drive through the creeks and play, and, you know, and then I had a uh, GMC Sierra for several years, since 2001, I bought it before I went to Tennessee Tech, and, and I drove it when I worked in Nashville and things like that, and I put a lot of miles driving back from Tech to Nashville and things on it, and, you know, it had headers and you know, cool exhaust on it. It was a short cab, uh, short bed regular cab truck, and it would fly. I mean, it was a fun truck. It would go very fast. But it started having some issues, like transmission issues and rear-end differ differential issues. And it just came time that it wasn't worth as much as to fix it as it was to maybe find something better. And I was looking at all kinds of Chevy dealerships. I wanted a Z71, and, you know, to get a Z71 in a college kid's price, it just wasn't happening, especially with the interest rates and things like that. But there was one Z71 at the Nissan of Cookville that I went to go look at. It was Hunter Green. I really liked it. It was a newer one. I think it was like a year or two old, but it was a newer body style. And I went to go look at it. Couldn't get the numbers in my price. So the guy said, hey, you know, we got these rebates on the Titans. He said, you ever drove one? And I was like, no, man, I've never drove a Nissan Titan. Why would I do that, you know? And he's like, try one out. So I took two different ones out. One was two-wheel drive and one was four-wheel drive. And, and that was the whole one of the whole reasons why I was glad to get away from the Sierra is because anytime I backed off in the grass, I'd get stuck. I mean, if it was wet, you'd just get stuck. So I got the four-wheel drive Titan. Uh, as karma hits me a lot, I had it for about an hour, less than an hour, 45 minutes. I went to go show my roommate and sitting at a stoplight making a left turn. This kid never looked up. And he hit us going 45 miles per hour. We were sitting still. And, I mean, it exploded the back of his little car. His little car is in like a million pieces. And really all I did on my Titan was bent the bumper and uh, kind of scratched the back corner. So for two weeks after I had my Titan, it was in the shop. And so that was just kind of how I went from there. It was a fun truck, you know, for a Nissan Titan. It had a lot of power. We put a lift on it and we put headers and uprev tuned it and, you know, it, it would go anywhere, it would go very fast, uh, we'd cross creeks, we'd go around pulling people out in ditches, 
Uh, like I do with this truck, the, my newer Titan, I, I pull a lot of people out all the time. Don't ever charge them anything. Just something I like doing, you know, helping somebody out. And that's the way of service I can do. Uh, but when it came time to look for another truck, that truck had over 200,000 miles on it. And it started having some issues. Not because they just wore out, because we literally just wore it out, you know. I mean, playing with that truck and, you know, a lot of long mileage trips. And, you know, like I said, you know, it was kind of a big Tonka toy for me. So, I'm very picky on trucks I like, so I wanted a long bed, crew cab, Nissan Titan. I knew they made them, but they're pretty hard to find. You don't really see a lot of them. Nowadays, most trucks, and even in the Dodge and Ford eras, you know, and even Chevys, they're all the short bed trucks, and I like to have a toolbox, you know, and I don't put a whole lot of stuff in my toolbox, but I got stuff in there in case I break down or, you know, need to pull somebody or, you know, jump out somebody's car off. So I want to have a toolbox, but if you put a toolbox in a short bed truck, there's not really any room left. I mean, you're like looking at less than three feet of room left. So for about six to eight months, I had a couple of places I'd been watching that had had a Nissan Titan and that I wanted, and Cream Corps had it. Uh, Cream Corps in Gillisville, they had it. Uh, it was a 2008 long bed, crew cab, four-wheel drive truck. Um, didn't really have a whole lot of miles on it. I mean, it had 108,000 miles when I went to purchase the truck. And for Nissan Titan, that's really not a, not a lot. Like, I know several guys, you know, I'm a member of the Nissan Titan Talk Forum. You know, they have Titans that have well over 300, 400,000 miles with very low maintenance. I mean, if you're not going to bash them or lift them, you know, just like any truck, if you're not going to lift them and mess with the suspension, you're going to have a lot more longevity out of the vehicle. So, with this truck, that's kind of what I haven't done. Like, I have the leveling kit. It's underneath the back seat. I just hadn't really wanted to put it on yet because I want to use this truck for as long as we can. It's our family truck. Um, we take it on trips. We take it to ball games. We take it camping. We take it to Chrissy's parents' house. Uh, it's got about 130,000 miles on it now. I've had it for a little over three years. So, it's not a whole lot of miles we've put on it. It uh, doesn't get good gas mileage. I will tell people that on the Nissan Titans. If you're going to buy one, don't buy them for the gas mileage. But if you need something that has plenty of power, um, you know, right under 10,000 pounds on the tow capacity and 2,000 pounds to put in the bed of a truck, you know, I highly recommend it. Uh, the new Titans are pretty nice. Like, I've, I test drove one of the 2017s or 18s a couple years ago, and and I'm really excited to see the new generation coming out of the 2020s because, you know, they're, they're supposed to be the class leading in horsepower and torque. And I'll be honest with you, Nissan does a really good job with their torque levels. I mean, 385 foot-pounds of torque for an 08 truck, you know, it's a lot of power. I mean, these trucks pull anything. You know, I've pulled a lot of heavy stuff. Um, we pulled a bucket truck that got stuck by Taco Bell. Uh, we pulled a car hauler that had about 10 cars on top of it that got stuck at CarMax and Rivergate and then a couple Dodges just for Robert Nelson and, you know, he likes to hear those stories. But, you know, those are kind of things that we've done with this truck. Uh, it's, it's, a lot, it's very powerful. Um, I love it to death, you know, and it's comfortable and it's got a high safety rating. You know, my girls call it Grandpa Titan because it looks nothing really like my other Titan. It's... It's bigger, and it doesn't look as sporty. It doesn't have the dual-dot exhaust. You know, really the only thing performance I've done in this truck is um, Bully Dog Power, power Pup. Uh, I mean, just to kind of change the settings 
advance the timing a little bit and put it on the you know performance tune. But as far as anything else goes, I don't really I haven't really messed with it. I, I like it the way it is. Uh, it's it, it just drives really well. It's a good family truck. Next, going to talk a little bit about Alabama football. You know, Bama losing to LSU was a heartbreaker. It was a tough game to watch, especially the first half. I know Bama fought back to kind of uh, put themselves in a chance to win, but their defense couldn't keep you know LSU off the field. So I'm hoping that with Bama falling to the fifth spot, you know, of the college football rankings, at least with the playoff committee, that Georgia gets the crap kicked out of them by LSU. I hope uh, Oregon drops the game. Uh, I don't really know about Clemson. I mean, their schedule's been pretty easy all year. I mean, other than their struggle win with North Carolina, I don't see them really dropping any games. Um, I'd like to see them not even make the college playoffs because I don't think they're as good as they were last year. I know Bama's not defensively as good. Offensively, we are. But we just, you know, that's – the problem with Tua Tungavaloa, like, he just, he's been kind of banged up in the last two years. He can't stay healthy with his feet. And that's his concern for me, for him going to the pros. I mean, if you if you have ankle injuries and you're going to be at the Dolphins and you're going to be running for your life every game, you know, that's going to be a big issue for him. But I hope Bama, you know, their name kind of carries some weight. I know a lot of people hate them, but their name does carry some weight because it seems like once they get in the college playoffs, they you know, they kind of dominate or, they meet Clemson every now and then and, you know, take a beating. But it is what it is. I'm still a huge fan. Whenever Alabama loses a game, whether it's, you know, the Auburn or LSU or, you know, even was the national championship last year, I have people text me and call me and send me messages from people that I haven't heard from since middle school or college or, I'm like, or random numbers that I don't even know. And I'm like, who the heck is texting me? But it's just kind of funny because I pick at other teams, you know, I pick at all my Tennessee fans. Not too hard because they may they get a little depressed easy, but I still pick at them a little bit, you know. And with Bama losing to LSU, you know, I had a lot of people reaching out to me and kind of poking at me, which is fine. I get it. You know, I don't care. I mean, I am a Bama fan. I got on my Bama shirt today. It says, keep calm and roll tide. You know, just, to, you know, let everybody know I'm still a Bama fan. This is my 30th year. You know, I was – I. I said that I've been a Bama fan for 30 years, and I, you know, I'm only 35, and that's the case. Like I remember watching the first Bama games when I was a kid, and you know that's my team. I don't like going with teams that other folks like. You know that's why I could never be a Braves fan. You know, growing up, all my buddies were Braves fans, and I had to be a rival. So I was a Mets fan in baseball, and all my buddies are Tennessee fans. You know, I really only I only have you know one family. You know, Patrick, he's a He's a Bama fan, you know, because his family and stuff. But other than that, I have no friends that are Bama fans. So it's kind of cool. All my friends are all, you know, different sports teams. And I like Tennessee or, you know, Kentucky. And, you know, I don't really have any LSU fans. I don't think anybody in my family or friends are LSU fans. Several Vanderbilt fans, but that's kind of like beating up on your little, little cousin. So we don't really worry about that. But I'm at school. I'm going to go in here in just a minute. But as I close out my podcast today, like I said, I want to continue to do more. I need to start doing them at least weekly or bi-weekly because I don't want people like, oh, you already made it one podcast. Congratulations. No, I want to make more. Um, I have between 20 and 25 people that have listened to the last, I guess, four or five podcasts I've made. Um, kind of falling in the steps of Duck Dynasty. I want to add a, a biblical piece every time I do a podcast. 
I think that would be a good way of, you know, some of my listeners getting to know me better, too. You know, I go to Revolution Church. You know, I'm a deacon. We have a great men's group on Thursday nights if you're somebody wanting to come and visit. It's not, it's informal. Like right now we're meeting outside in the bitter cold and we build a campfire and we eat marshmallows and we talk and, you know, cut up and we learn about God. And right now we're studying Revelations, which is, you know, a crazy book to study about, but it's fun. We're going through it each verse by verse and every week's a different reading series for it. And there's, you know, a devotional that they read it to you. Like if you don't like reading, they'll read the, the scripture and the devotional to you. You know, it's just an app, but you know, I highly recommend it to anybody that's wanting to come or, you know, wanting to, you know, hang out with, you know, some friends or meet new friends or, you know, come to church and just get to know a little bit more about Jesus and things like that. But like I said, I highly recommend it. But my favorite part of Duck Dynasty, you know, when we were watching the show was every time they did a show, they closed out in prayer. You know, that's something that I know a lot of people don't like to pray in front of other folks. You know, anytime that even in a meeting, we had our deacons meeting, you know, Dave said, you might want to open us up in prayer. and You didn't see out of the nine people in there, anybody jump up and was like, yeah, I'll do it. But somebody did step up and do it. But I've never been one of those people that's been bashful to talk to God, you know, even in front of folks. So um, every time I do a podcast, you know, I want to have a biblical part, and then I want to close out in prayer. And here we're going to start that right now. Uh, most gracious Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for just everybody that's listening and not listening to the podcast. I thank you for our country. I thank you for our state. I thank you for everyone that is um, able to get to work on time and not have to sit in traffic. Uh, I'd be asking you to be with the ones that are cold today. Uh, let them find jackets and sweaters and shirts and things like that. Be with my children at school that are that are coming in in shorts and jackets. Let us let us be able to find them a coat and pants to wear. Uh, God, I ask you to be with all the people struggling uh, with addictions and mental illness, uh, be with all the families that are in need, um, be with all the people that are just lost, Lord, uh, I ask you to help them find you, uh, use us as tools to be able to guide them to you, God, um, I ask you to let this be a wonderful day for everybody, in Jesus' name I pray, amen, hope everybody has a great day, a uh, short podcast today, but I'll promise you I'll make you one in the next two weeks, and I'll see you soon.